buy a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> now, do it now. Okay. I mean, it's 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 worth mentioning if you forgot or didn't hear. Uh, we do have shirts for sale. Go to reboundcast.com slash shirt. It's Tim Cook's silhouette, I guess you would say. And it says, good it's morning. And, <laughs> it's uh, not a silhouette. Is it a silhouette? Many, I guess it no. will. No, because it's his it's hair a, and glasses. No, so it's like, it's a, it's like a minimalist representation, I feel like. Right. That's right. You'll know yeah. when you see it by going to reboundcast.com slash shirt. But I would say a few listeners have sent us photos of themselves wearing the shirts, and they look very handsome. Like, they do. Very, very attractive. So it's, it's worth noting. And uh, yeah. Be like other coolest. It's a smart looking shirt, if I do say so myself. Guaranteed to make you at least 50% more attractive. Yeah. Which I didn't <laughs> think was possible knowing you, but now here we are. Sometimes I even amaze myself. I was going to start with um, this rumor of uh, one, ter- one terabyte storage option coming in the iphone 13 Whoa. and uh, i was gonna say who needs a one terabyte storage option and then i would yeah 60 64 kilobytes could, should be enough for everybody exactly and i went to check my phone because i had you know i previously had a 64 gig phone and uh that was that was getting a little cl- tight um so i got the 128 and i thought i can't even be close i mean i'm probably like at 68 something and i look and i'm using 124 gigabytes <laughs> 124? And I have absolutely no idea how that's possible. I have not downloaded that many apps for sure. And I think it's, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of podcasts that I haven't deleted that I could go back and delete, but I do not understand that at all. I am at, I'm looking now because I'm curious. I, I went to the 128. I went down this year because I had the 256 because 128 wasn't an option in the previous couple of years. And I figured, yeah, it's more than enough. Yeah, I'm at 68.8, but a a huge, a frankly huge chunk of that. The overwhelming chunk, more than every other category right now, is listed as other. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I have a huge, it's not the, eh, it's pretty close to the biggest if it's not the biggest. Media is probably at least as large. Um, But yeah, there's this huge chunk of other. uh, The, The other thing is weird. It's been around for years that that's been like just kind of weirdly out of proportion i don't know if it's like caching stuff or what but it comes up a lot and in fact a uh a friend of ours uh greg noss i think was mentioning that his his son had a problem with their phone where they couldn't back it up i think to icloud because there wasn't enough space in the icloud and like it couldn't install a new version of the os because it couldn't do an icloud back i don't know something like just bananas like that where he got stuck in like this whole situation where it's like i can't get information off the phone i don't know but it's like I, I, the storage has seemed very weird on both the mac and ios for a few years now yeah one of these is um one of the big like i apparently i have subscribed to i guess i should unsubscribe to this the, the apple podcast the, the apple events podcast mm. okay which is video so it's yeah. video of the apple events so it's one of them is 32 gigs <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just changed. So it's also funny how it decides sometimes. Like, so I, I just sent you guys a screenshot of it and like I opened it up again and now it's changed that entire other segment into apps, basically. <laughs> so cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now, yeah, now my all of a sudden, so I deleted that one podcast and now the other is dropped down to something that's much more reasonable. But still, this is still ridiculous. I have no idea what's going on here. <laughs> on my apps. 
Yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, I've seen it. You can so Google. yeah. So I think you could use you could use one terabyte as long as your phone is just continuing to fill up your <laughs> fill up itself with crap. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can Google like how do I get my other to be smaller and like uh, there are things that's, you can try. It's a weird sentence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are medicines you can take. But uh, the 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 final thing. If your other is li- is too large for longer than four hours. But so the the final step is always like you know factory reset your phone basically. And it's not, it's, not yeah. a satisfactory answer. Yeah. No, that and I have I have other problems on my phone that are leading me to believe that I need to do that. And I really don't want to do that. I uh, I just noticed for the first time, I don't know if this is new or not, or it's been there for a while, and I just didn't notice that there's actually a search button on that storage page now, which is great. Because it used to be a pain to be like, Oh yeah. Well, fine. I, I'm guessing this app has a lot of stuff in it, but if mm-hmm. it's not, it's organized by order of the stuff that takes up the most space, which makes sense, right? Because you probably want to sort of go for the, the the biggest stuff the first. But um, right. yeah, it's nice that you can find that now. That's clever. Yeah. It always tells me. Does it give you the recommendations like at the top, like how to free up storage? Mine. Uh, um, yes, it gives me certain recommendations. I'm afraid I'm going to drop my phone. The main floor. one now is review large attachments. It's like you've got so much crap in messages, and it's like I don't know. I don't. I don't review my messages attachments. Oh, see, I love to just with messages. I use that setting to delete it all after 30 days. There's stuff that I have to send save forever. Right. And I, that stuff should not be text. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's my feeling. I guess that makes sense. I'm just always worried that I'll have forgotten to save something <laughs> once you've started down that path. You'll always be worried that yeah. you've forgotten to save something, so yeah. I just leave it yeah. all there. I, uh, I I have really enjoyed my delete messages after 30 days of life. I recommend it to folks. It definitely frees up space on my phone. Uh, but I, I did get the giant phone, and Dan convinced me last time that next time I don't have to get the giant storage size on the phone because if you're only keeping it for a year, it doesn't have to be as future-proof. But I do love never worrying about it. <laughs> so, so I'm torn on that side. I have used a mere 80 gigabytes right now. Oh, yeah. I'm at... I'm only still at like 60, 68. So I could almost fit this into a 64 gig phone, but it would be tight. Then I would be worrying mine about is, it. Mine is dropping now. So 87. Oh, no. Have you, 86.6. Beep. Beep. He's, he, he's deleting his damn. Because I did the auto, auto delete old conversations. So it's going back and deleting old conversations. Oh, nice. Good for you. Look at that. We yeah. always change each other's lives on this show. <laughs> Yeah, I do say as I, we as we do the show. I turned on the uh, the option it gave a while back, where it's like um, offload unused apps. I turned that on for my phone, and I actually have been very happy with it because yeah. oh, there yeah. are a ton of apps it. that I just don't use very often, and if yeah, they still they're still I there. You can still launch them and I'll download them. The only page, like time it runs into a problem is if it gets like removed from the app store or something. I think, but yeah, honestly, the, these days so few cases in which it's like well that was reviews to the removed from the app store but i really need that app again mm-hmm. i i now remember why i turned on you know keeping messages only for 30 days it's because of of group texts mm. with family members where they oh, like, yeah exactly want to send videos with their babies and stuff and i honestly if there were setting keep messages forever if they're one-on-one and delete them like within 45 seconds if they're in a group <laughs> text i would turn that on because that's where all the crap is. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I wrote a piece just this morning about... <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, but no, it is hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> no, I've started getting spam that is basically sent to a group. And then people in the group start replying like, why are you sending this? Stop. And it's just, it's the worst. It's the worst in the world. <laughs> Consider because- this my manyth recommendation for RoboKiller. It sucks to have to pay money to solve that problem, but RoboKiller was a life changer for me. Does it actually I, I started, solve that problem? That was my question. It does. 
It does. Really? I get between okay. zero and one spam texts a month, and I get zero spam calls ever because RoboKiller kills them all. But when, when I installed RoboKiller, my number had gotten put somewhere bad where I was getting, you know, and I do, unlike you both, have to answer calls from unknown numbers because of my job. <laughs> Basically, my job is answering calls from unknown numbers. But I was getting, uh, when the problem first started, I was probably getting 30 bullshit calls a workday. And it, that's unreasonable. Like just, just endless spam. So I installed RoboKiller and I pay my, I don't know, $20 a year or something. And I just have none. And it's great because it scans all my calls. So if an unknown number comes in, it'll, and it doesn't know that it's a spam caller, it's, they get a robot that's like, hi, this person's using RoboKiller. What's your name and why are you calling? And then it does like a little bit of AI. People hang up during the screening if they're not real. And if they are real, it's like, I was just going to say a real one from today, which would reveal things I can't. But it was like, I'm Bob from this company. And I was like, okay, great. I'll take that call. And it just, it was good. It's good. I love it. So I, I don't find that I need it. <laughs> I don't find that I need that for, for spam calls as much because I just tend to screen everything if there's a number I don't recognize because I don't have to answer yeah. questions from unknown numbers. But the text thing, right. I was unaware. Like, so I did discover, I didn't realize there is a like a class of apps that, that, does like spam filtering essentially so i downloaded one that i've been trying out it has not been super useful the 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 group text part of it is what what's like run into problems for me is because like i tried like the built-in tools suck because you can either delete a thread which stops literally nothing because the next person to respond to that group text just makes it pop up again or you can mute a thread which sometimes works but i found has been kind of unreliable but then it's just sitting there right like in your messages it's like I don't want this to be there. And if I delete I find it, that muting the mute iMessage stops. threads works fine. Right. But these are muting all, these are all SMS. Threads. So it's like, yeah. there's nothing I can do about that. And you know, you can't block if because of the people, there are legitimate people on here who are replying to the spam. And it's like, I, I don't want to, A, I don't want to block 20 different numbers that I don't care about. B, blocking them individually on ios is a pain in the ass is several taps per thing that you want to block and i discovered on the mac side you cannot even block something on mac version of messages unless it's something in your contacts so you have to add them to your contacts in order to block them which is the fucking stupidest thing i've ever heard of i'm gonna go ahead and say i I, that is insane. It is insane. Well, I mean, I, I went through a bunch <laughs> of stuff. On a limb there. I went through a bunch of stuff to, like today while I was like working with this in messages and like Mac messages. It's always been, I thought it was fine. But like as soon as I started dealing with this problem, it revealed all the terrible things about it. Like there's literally no way to select multiple conversations. You can't do it. <laughs> Shift selecting it does not work. It's not a thing because it's a, it's a catalyst app. Yeah. You can't. And, but if it's going to be a catalyst app, it should at least be as good as messages I agree. on the phone yeah and right exactly. i agree think. i agree i think it's it it needs some serious work like i try to map there is a delete uh, command in the file menu but it doesn't have a keyboard shortcut so i'm like well i'll just map command delete to it using the system you can't do you can't map command delete for some reason i could map command something else uh so that was a pain and <laughs> then i realized the modal dialog boxes in big sur i could not hit like it pops up it's like you sure you want to delete this it's delete from all your devices i'm like great i go to hit return to delete it and you can't that doesn't work either you have to click the button and it's like what the fuck this is not a mac app i'm sorry dan no, it's, no that's it's weird bad. it's weird that they shipped something that that terrible but it's also weird that i didn't notice it until much later that's yeah, that on me strange that yeah I, I was gonna ask if we can launch printer and other peripherals corner uh if you guys have that theme song queued up do we need <laughs> 
Printers, peripherals, printers, peripherals. That's all I needed. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you got to wait. I had two printer slash peripheral experiences this week. <laughs> A, a month or two ago, my mom and dad had FaceTimed me upset about my mom's printer situation. She had switched to an M1 Mac. It turned out that the printer that she had didn't work with M1 Macs anymore. It was a very old printer. Fine. So I was like, this is what I want you to get, and this is how great it's going to be. She gets this printer. She's happy. I help them set it up. They're happy. But now she keeps finding it goes into deep sleep. And my mom, uh, as many people of her generation who use computers do, Likes to print everything. Hey, there's a recipe I like. I'll print it. Where you and I might bookmark it or screenshot it. My mom prints it. Fine. But sometimes the printer's gone into deep sleep. So when she's trying to air print it or use the bespoke iOS app to print or print from her Mac, she's got to touch something on the printer to get it out of deep sleep. And the whole point was it was supposed to be a wireless printer, but she found that it it took longer to go into deep sleep if it was connected via USB. So she connected it via USB, but it still eventually goes into deep sleep and she was mad. And so... I'm trying to solve this problem for, I Google it. First of all, there's no article about it. I had to watch a freaking video to get the answer. There's articles about it that are wrong. But the video had makes the me so angry. But you have to trigger a hidden menu option on the printer to do it. Like you have to go through the settings, go to its sleep settings, then press two buttons that you would never press at the same time. And there's no indication so that it shows you the power sleep option and then say, don't do that. Turn that off. But why, why are we making stuff that people want hidden settings? People clearly want it. It's a dumb behavior. So, I have uh, a brother printer, and it does it does deep sleep, but it can wake up from wireless, and hers can't. All right, that, that's weird, yeah, because I know. also have a brother, and it it does fine with a deep sleep thing. <laughs> you do not. I, I've <laughs> met your entire family. He prints things. That's what he does. <laughs> He's a printer. <laughs> I have a whole sidebar about the imaginary older brother I had when growing up, but that's not that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> save it for the bonus episode. Wow. The uh, the deep sleep thing works fine on mine too. I also it's all wireless. I don't know why that wouldn't yeah. work. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. It, they, they make weird tiers of things, I think, because they, they're, my tiers they don't realize or? that they're Ooh. all people want. All people want is to have the thing on the screen on paper. Like they don't want all these other options. They don't want these well, stupid. Because it's sort of like my, my father-in-law had a printer um, and he passed away last year. And so I thought, well, okay, we've got this printer. I'll, I'll set it up and use it in my in my office because I didn't have a colored printer. It was a colored printer. And so, so I set this thing up and I didn't realize at the time that he had bought this thing. It was an H. It's a, uh, it's an HP. I think it's an HP and, or maybe it's an Epson. I actually, I can't remember, but anyway, he bought it at some special rate where you buy it like, but you agree to this long-term <laughs> deal like relationship where you where they monitor your supplies and send you the Ah, some like ah. some like it's a like it's a subscription deal and so all the ink you can so it's now it's now saying that you know because i didn't connect it to the you know i like set it up again and i didn't connect it to the internet because i was like screw this i don't i'm not connecting it to hp hp doesn't need to know what the hell i'm printing you've got a pallet full of ink delivered to your house is that what happened to your wife john you are really out of ink i don't want i don't want that and so but now the thing is saying that printing will stop soon if i don't connect it to the (laughs) internet (laughs) oh my god that's insane i'm like you have gotta be kidding me with this i have um i have more content for peripheral corner but we have a brand new advertiser and i'm so excited so i want to get to it before i forget first of all uh, the spoiler for the ad i'm gonna get to say the phrase like seaweed iron and molasses during this ad so just fasten your seatbelts and see if you can catch when that happens spring is just around the corner that is true we're all wrapping up those winter projects and you know what that means 
It's time to get that lawn sorted. I hope you're paying attention, Molts. So when the warmer weather rolls around, you're ready for it. And you can just sit back in your garden feeling smug. Sunday is a customized lawn plan that works with nature. Dan, you and I have uh, done the Sunday experience where our whole goal here is to convince Molts that he should do it as well. What's cool <laughs> is that they literally, um, you, know, you put in your address and they use the, like the like a satellite view of your home and like, hey, here's what your lawn is. And they can do the measurements for you. They tell you exactly how much product you need. Um, they send you pictures and details. This is what we're going to do. They ask you questions about what you want from your lawn. Sunday makes taking care of your lawn easier than ever. It uses soil and climate data to create a tailored nutrient plan. So you get all the stuff your lawn needs and nothing it doesn't. All you have to do is attach the ready-to-use pouch to a garden hose and spray. So instead of lawn care taking up most of the day, it takes fewer than 15 minutes. Sunday is made with ingredients that you can actually pronounce, like seaweed, iron, and molasses, so you can grow better and feel better about it. Did you catch it? That was the phrase. Let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this spring. Visit GetSunday.com slash rebound to get $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout. That's $20 off your custom plan at GetSunday.com slash rebound. When they hooked me and Dan up, you know, at the time, our lawns were covered with snow. So it was, it was, it was nice and hopeful and optimistic to think about. That's weird. Mine wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Moltz. Nobody asked you. And so we're very, I don't know. I, I, I think I can speak for you and say I'm excited to do this. It's it's natural stuff which um, I super care about. My wife cares about. My dog doesn't know, but he cares about. So very excited. Our thanks to Sunday for their support of this show. Remember, get sunday.com slash rebound to get twenty dollars off. So I just got to. I will say the big benefit of that is I got to put a um, like a container full of our dirt in the mail. That was that's fun. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> We're like mailing them dirt. Tell me more about our dirt. I'm very interested to hear more. <laughs> So my my other peripheral story. I want to say one quick thing about that, but the printer thing before we finish with, Please? with move on to peripheral corner of the printer and peripheral <laughs> corner. Um, I uh, I have to say that's one thing I've generally liked to the brother printers about because I actually have two one that's like a combo scanner printer and one that's just an, an older laser black and white laser jet. I actually feel like in general they've been pretty good at like no frills like. They just sort of print things, and I've been very happy with both of them. But like, and I, I don't use any of the built-in, like, or the uh, third-party software or anything like that. I think yeah. that's the big thing is like just using the built-in macOS stuff. It's sometimes more limited, but it, it gets the job done like ninety percent of the time. So I, I'm very, I'm very pleased with that. I mean, and how often do I print shit? The answer is not a lot. I do prefer the on iOS using the Brother app versus really? using AirPrint. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I just know, use like the Brother app. The brother app is like, do you want to print what's on the clipboard? Do you want to print from your photo library? Do you want to like it's it it's can a lot do of, everything? It's a lot of I, questions. I, like that. I don't know. I don't yeah. like that many questions. Yeah. I, I bought a thing that I have lusted after for years and years and decided this was the year. And I bought it and it arrived today and I set it up today and I used it today. And it is a scan snap. I never had one before. Oh I've I've heard people talk about them. There's like a it's yeah. a bit of a cult. I got the <laughs> IX sixteen hundred, I think. I'm checking the box to make sure that's what it's I called. I don't know what that means. It's a newer one. I but was told there would snap, be no numbers. So what, what is the, tell, tell me what the advantage of this is, because I've never quite. So the idea is, it's a way to take your, your paper, right, your documents, and scan them. It OCRs yeah. them, it saves them as PDFs, puts them wherever you want to put them. Yeah. And I was like. You did, and you just, and it's got a hopper, right? It's, you just, you put it all you, into You a, can load up the tray. Yes. I cannot believe how fast it is. I was, yeah, so I was, I bought it because like, I either had to, normally I would deliver stuff to my accountant who's in New York City, but. You don't want me to deliver it, and I don't want to deliver it. So I was just feeling angsty about mailing all of my tax paperwork to the guy. And I could have photocopied it all, but I was like, I know I've wanted to scan snap for so long. I'm going to do this, and we're going to share a Dropbox folder. 
it was I, I still had to open some envelopes. It was scanning the stack that I put in there so fast I couldn't open envelopes fast enough to keep up with it. It's so fast. It's it's got a touch screen on it. It turns on when you flip up the lid and it turns off when you close it again. It's it it scans perfectly. Every once in a while one time you know, I was taking stuff out of an envelope and so it scanned two pages at once. And it's like, I think I might have just scanned two pages at once. I'm sorry, but check that out and you can fix that here. It scans both sides at once, but it's oh, cool. the thing that kills me the most is it is so fast. Like you, you can hear me say that. You're like, oh, I guess it's fast. It's faster than you're thinking. It is, yeah. It's faster than I can snap my fingers. It's scanned. They pretty much, they, they shoot through. That's, that's yeah. why they call it a scan snaplex. Yeah. Apparently. I, I will say I had something kind of like this years ago that I never really got that much use of called a neat scanner, which mm. actually a friend of mine, it turned out later, had, I, I was mentioning it to him and he's like, oh, I worked for them on that software. It was terrible software. Um, but it had the same idea, which was like OCR everything and store it in like a vault. And I got a little frustrated with it because at the end of the day, everything was locked into their, you could get PDFs out of the proprietary software, but I just didn't like the interface for organizing everything. Mm. So I like the idea of it, but it ended up being something that just gathered, de- gathered dust on my desktop. And these days, I occasionally scan things just using, I just have a flatbed scanner on the aforementioned brother printer, and I use that when I have to scan things. I agree. It's definitely more annoying and slower probably than the scan snap, but it, yeah, it is the number of times. <laughs> it, guaranteed. Yeah. I, the number of, the amount I mean, of stuff have, I actually yeah, have to scan is It depends on what low. your workflow is. I mean, like, you know, Karen has lots of documents um, for her business, so she definitely needs it. Um, and I just have, like, my you know, my stuff, my, my Your bills stuff. and whatever, <laughs> tax documents books. and things like that, which I would love to be able to get rid of easily. Um, but it's not that, I mean, you know, I, I love keeping stacks of, um, or, you know, folders full of, uh, shit that I won't look at for oh, yeah. seven I've years. I've got those. I, I, what you do I, need is the attachment on the end that scans it and then shreds it when you're done with it. That I think is really, really, that would be helpful. That would yeah. be good. Uh, but I, I, I assume I've wanted one for so long and I just, I don't know that I got pushed over the edge and did it. And I just, it really is remarkable. I'm surprised for your accountant workflow. Like the accountant I use has like a, basically like a secure online site where I can upload all my files rather than having to like share I mean, a Dropbox or email them or something. My, my accountant is from the 1800s. Ah, okay. Clear. Ah, so he oh. uses the old quill method. Sharing a Dropbox folder with my accountant's team. He's got a green visor. Yeah. <laughs> I see. That's the thing that would scare me is like somebody you know, dealing with an account from the 1800 and trying to walk them through sharing a Dropbox folder. I feel like, oh God, I just, that, that is something I don't want to deal with. Well, yeah. I mean, electricity is frightening to them. <laughs> the demons. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi. What else do you got? <laughs> what else are we going to talk about? We do have another ad, but it feels soon, so I want to wait. I want to. Okay. I don't want to spoil what this ad is. It's, a, it's an old ads. favorite. Two ads. Look at these guys. Um, yeah. Is that us? It's for. Are we looking at us? Nope. Is that what's happening? Nope. I wanted to play. I wanted to play that game I told you about, um, Valheim. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I have an old. I have Hank's old laptop in my office, and I was like, okay, it's got a. You know, I, I can probably play it on this because it's it's only it's PC only. This or PC or Linux, I guess. And so I go and install it and it plays incredibly slowly. And I'm like, what is going on here? This doesn't seem right. I know this thing has a decent um, graphics card in it. And for some reason, I, the graphics card is dead now on this on this machine. <laughs> Killed and, it. Killed it dead. And I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I tried reinstalling the drivers and the drivers are like, sorry, you don't have this graphics card. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure I do. And I thought, well, I'll get in the BIOS <laughs> and see if there's something that's been flipped off and um somehow i seem to have misplaced the bios password that i put oh, on the dear. laptop 
<laughs> so I'm like, okay, maybe I should think about it. maybe it would be fun to build a you know build a game machine that might be kind of cool. But and I don't want to spend a huge amount of money. So I'm looking online and and you know you can find them. You can you could build a game machine for starting at like 400 bucks. Um, that would be you know okay. I mean you could they, they obviously go you, you can you can spend as much um, money as you want to. It's one of those supposedly supposedly. So like these I was looking at these builds that were like between four and five hundred dollars and and um but the problem is apparently there is a huge shortage, shortage in yeah. graphics cards yep. right now. <laughs> And so all these graphics cards that were priced out at about like two or three hundred dollars in these builds are like four and five hundred dollars now. Yep. And I'm like, okay, I guess this isn't going to be as yeah, fun that, and cheap as I thought it was going to be. That is one of those like I a couple months ago when I was still playing a bunch of the Star Wars Squadrons game on my Xbox, I was like, I'll buy a flight stick for it. And it's like, no, sorry, <laughs> you just can't. Yeah, and I, you can't do it. I or if I you mean, do, you it's it was like four times the amount that it normally is because they just yeah. they cannot build them fast enough. I well, and I also, I mean, I would imagine that some of it has to do with like you know Bitcoin idiots who are like <laughs> using these chips to mine you know to burn the planet down basically i think that might be part of it but i think a larger part of it is everyone is bored and stuck inside and building yeah. gaming pcs <laughs> yeah right i blame bitcoin it is well i mean if that's the case hopefully that that will be alleviated eventually um so i had that so conversation actually with, i will um, wait for now i was calling a couple places asking about big appliance sales because we we're redoing our kitchen and a couple of places were telling me that the supply chains for like specific products, not even specific companies, but like I had a guy tell me like, oh, yeah, the like GE refrigerators are like super backed up, but GE stoves are fine because they come from like a different plant or something. And I was like, this is wild. And like people tell me like, oh, yeah, Bosch, like you can't get like anything from them right now. And it's like, this is a whole world that I, I did not want to get involved in. <laughs> figuring out supply lines for appliances but it does does give you uh, a lot of appreciation for our old buddy tim cook who is uh apparently a wizard at these things yeah well maybe tim tim cook could start making appliances that'd be nice uh we do have the name it's right in the name right that's true apple (laughs) appliances we put the i i apple appliances no i was talking about tim cook (laughs) oh got it yeah because of timming uh we do have some questions from listeners oh cool John Downing, who broke the system and tried to submit a question via Twitter, writes, I'm sorry I didn't follow protocol with my question on Twitter. Allow me to submit it here. Wait for Dan to make a joke about not allowing it. I use <laughs> Apple Music for my music needs <laughs> and Overcast for podcasts happily. I just saw an article regarding DC slash Warner Brothers teaming up with Spotify for podcasts. This is really tempting me to check out Spotify, being a big comic book reader. Can you all discuss Spotify's aggressive goal of gaining the market share in podcasting? Will this lead to profitability? in the short term for Spotify, and more importantly, the podcasters who flock to the Spotify banner. Is this a market Apple is ignoring that it shouldn't? Boy, John, what a convenient and easy question for me to answer at will. Just <laughs> <laughs> any time. Any time, Lex, we'll sit back. We'll take our answer off the air. Well, I'll say this. Uh, back when I was over at Stitcher, we made a, a couple shows with uh, Marvel, the Marvel Podcast Universe, I guess you'd call it. And, I asked the MPU. Uh, you know, the, the goal was you get people to sign up for that thing. But what I would note is... That show eventually, as was always the plan, became available everywhere. Almost all of Spotify's big hits, Michelle Obama, the Prince Harry stuff, whatever, those shows become available everywhere because Spotify's paying too much to not have them do so, right? They can't, they can't make enough money back without letting those shows be available more widely. Now, they haven't yet done that with Obama and Bruce. I'm on a last name and first name basis with them, respectively. But I imagine that at some point they will, because like, no matter what, neither Bruce nor Barack is going to read an ad for, say, 
guess Sunday. So use a rebound instead. But so like given that they have to find other ways to make Sorry, time. I'm picturing I'm picturing Obama doing something about his lawn. You wanna you want wanna I, give me I have, a- I, have a big lawn. <laughs> I need to keep it clean. I want molasses on my grass. Thank uh, you. So Thank the, you. That's all I want. Uh, Mm. Molasses on my grass. It's also <laughs> my band name. Um, anyway, I, I, listen. I think that Spotify's strategy is, in many ways, interesting and thoughtful. I think they're still struggling because some of the stuff is available for everybody as long as they, you know, register for Spotify. Some of it's only available for paid Spotify people, and then a whole lot of it is initially only available at Spotify, and then eventually, soon thereafter, available everywhere else. I don't want you to abandon Apple Music and Overcast just because there's a DC Warner Brothers show on Spotify. I would at least wait until the reviews come out because scripted fiction audio is also hard to pull off well. So that's my take. What do you guys think? I was just reading a thing this morning about how Spotify was being estimated to surpass Apple Podcasts in the next couple of years in terms of, I think, monthly people listening. I'm not sure. I mean, it's a forecast from an you know analyst firm, whatever, right? Like, yeah. take it or leave it. I don't think so. Okay, I, I'm <laughs> no, I'm interested because like this, this was making the rounds this morning, um, and I was a little. I, I agree. I was also not entirely buying into it, especially because when I look at their <laughs> their graph, is like Spotify is growing hugely, and Apple's staying roughly the same, and I was like, that seems unlikely, right? Like. <laughs> I guess if Apple just sat there and did absolutely nothing with podcasting, their growth right. would be pretty modest. But that is yeah. that is a big you're making a big presumption there if you're saying that Apple <laughs> that, is not going to do anything with podcasts in the next three years. That reminds me of the predictions that Windows Phone would overtake uh, Android. <laughs> and <laughs> still could happen, uh, John. Still could happen on a long enough time noting, scale, just, just in a different universe. Yeah. It's worth noting, like Spotify's increases in podcast listenership which are still it's it's listenership is very small compared to apple's but spotify's growth hasn't come at the expense of apple in the u.s it's which is great for the industry because it means it's it's rising tide yeah it's it's getting spotify getting new people into podcasting is great for the industry i can't take anything away from spotify on that front and i like that they're doing that so but yeah it's not coming at the expense of of that so so I don't know. I, I I'm hard pressed to believe this story, but I'm grateful that they wrote it. <laughs> that graph is hilarious. It is right. I mean, I noticed Apple's, finally Apple's line is just a straight line. Right, it's like it's the numbers. Like... See, the thing is, the numbers are going up there if you look at the numbers, but they really did make it just look like a straight line, basically. Uh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, go ahead. No, nothing. I'm just still making fun of that graph. Got another question for us? <laughs> we do have more questions, but before we get to those questions, now I'm teasing the questions. Uh, our old friends. Who, uh, you know, they uh, they want you to wear clothes that fit you perfectly. They're back. This episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Indochino. Couples meet in all kinds of ways now. Where is this going, you wonder? We all know <laughs> couples who have unique, and that's how we met stories. And no two stories are the same. So, why wear an off-the-rack suit to a wedding? With Indochino, a made-to-measure, fully custom suit comes at a more affordable price. See, where they're going is everybody's story of how they met is unique. So, if you're going to celebrate people's meeting and then eventually marrying, you should have a unique outfit, too. Uh, both Dan and I have not only worn Indochino suits, we've worn them to a wedding. You know this. You listen to the show. You guys know Indochino. <laughs> but I wore a personalized suit to Dan's wedding and have my own custom lapel style and my own custom monogram. And because my name is just three letters long, that was the monogram, L-E-X. And I've worn that uh, two Indochino suits uh, to weddings to bar mitzvahs, to, to industry events, and I really like it. Indochino offers completely custom-fitted suits, coats, and more at surprisingly affordable prices. Every piece is made to your exact measurements, and you can customize every detail from breathable linen fabrics for warm weather weddings. 
to statement linings. You can create a suit that fits your style perfectly. Uh, I have to say, the the lining I wore to Dan's wedding, I really liked. It's purplish on the inside, and my daughter's favorite color is purple. I also wore it to her bat mitzvah. It worked out great, and it was an outdoor wedding that Dan had, which always stresses me out. But because it was warm weather, breathable linen, it worked out just fine. The best part, Indochino suits start at just $299 with all customizations included. Shop the wedding collection or book a virtual style consultation at Indochino.com. And right now you can get $50 off any purchase of $3.99 or more by using the code rebound at checkout. That's $50 off a purchase of $3.99 or more at I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Promo code rebound. Our thanks to Indochino for their support of the rebound and Dan Morin's nuptials. Thank thank you, (laughs) I suppose. Yes. Uh, All right. We do have more listener questions. Listener Brian Warren writes... Hey, Lex, I'm thinking about getting a Peloton. Can you tell me if this is a great idea or a really great idea? Then submit the form and check your inbox for $5. Thanks, Brian, for helping me out here. I'm really glad we did this. Your best pal, Lex. I have read that verbatim. Thank you, Brian. That's uh, Yes, it is a great idea. And shut up. And Bobby writes... <laughs> Skip, skipping right on from that one, I guess. <laughs> what do you all use for news consumption? Do you use RSS readers, an app like Apple News, follow NewsPub slash journalists on Twitter, mm. or just use specific news sites? Also, thanks for the podcast. I look forward to it weekly. It's become Aww. easily one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Well, Bobby, you're one of our favorite listeners whose questions we like to answer. So, <laughs> there you go. There. I, I know my answers, but you guys go first. I was just going to say, I, I kind of a mix of all of those things, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I use, I mean, so I, I tend to see a lot of stuff on Twitter. Um, I also have, you know, if it's like, we're talking like like big major news, I do have breaking news alerts from like, you know, New York Times or something on my phone. And then, but I have like some bunch of sites that I've been reading in RSS for years that I'm still reading in RSS where, you know, it's just like, you know, some tech sites, some game sites, a few other things. And then yeah. there are a couple sites that I just always have like tabs open for. Um, you know, I do use Google News sometimes for just to like uh, look for what's going on. Although it's, I, I was complaining just this morning, I think to John and uh, Guy about something uh, that happened. Uh, I being like baited into clicking on on things essentially <laughs> that I knew I shouldn't, but I did anyway. Algorithming you, it totally is. And I've tried to tell it to stop suggesting certain sites, and I've done that. But like, there's so many of those sites that every time I feel like I hide one, like three more spring up in its place. But yeah, I, there are a couple other. I don't know for whatever reason, Mac Rumors nine to five Mac. Like I read those every day, and I tend to just open them in tabs than rather than reading them in the RSS reader. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I use I use RSS um, Twitter, and I don't really follow. I don't think I follow any news sites in particular on Twitter, but it just people retweet stuff, right? Exactly. And I guess I, I just see it that way. Every once in a while, I and I well, I also have a subscription to the Washington um, Post, so I use their app on the Amazon iOS. Washington Post. <laughs> yes, the Amazon Washington. I do. Yeah, it's the only true. Amazon product that Donald supports. <laughs> that <laughs> that's that's not true i just try not to anyway and every once in a while if i'm really desperate i do open news <laughs> Ooh, interesting. i don't so, do it much but i'm actually doing it a little bit more than i used to uh because of uh, because of your subscription right your apple one subscription where you can read all articles yeah on apple news. exactly yeah. yeah so i uh like molts i use rss i like molts too uh, i use twitter I, I follow a couple news accounts. I also, believe it or not, in addition to having, you know, uh, the CNN app on my phone and allowing it to send me push notifications, I actually allow Twitter to send me notifications when the CNN breaking news Twitter account tweets, because sometimes there's headlines there 
that don't get pushed out as regular CNN notifications, but if they tweet them on their breaking account, I find that they're worthy of my attention most of the time. Some of the time. Uh, so I do that. And I also have the New York Times app and a subscription there and the Washington Post app and a subscription there. And so I let them send me push notifications and all that crap too. Um, so I, I do all those things, I guess. I, I mostly rely on Twitter for news, I feel like, and then push alerts from like the New York Times and CNN. <laughs> that's, that's how I know if something important happens. I still, to this day, feel fear and angst and despair when i get a cnn alert not even from the trump era although that certainly didn't help but literally dating all the way back to freaking september 11th when every headline was horrible then afterwards every headline that you get we're like oh my god what's happening now and i never fully got over it so even today when i get breaking news alerts i'm like please let it be something stupid which it usually is because the world is very stupid yeah and that's all our questions okay i have not really gotten back into apple news but no, I'm not. It's not the printer song. The printer peripheral corner is very different. Come on, Lex. We spent a lot of money on these theme songs, okay? Yeah, really. <laughs> That's what we do with the Rebound Prime money. Yeah. <laughs> you can see it paying off. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, I saw good news for you. There was a rumor that the iPhone 13 line will have a mini version. Yeah. So I saw that. I saw that as well. I mean, I'm not planning on buying another one. You know, although I, don't, I bought two last year. I think I should not buy another one this year. John, you never <laughs> plan on buying these things. You just do it. I was going to say, I think this is really smart because, and and not unexpected because I think you can no longer gauge the success of something like a form factor based on one year of sales. That seems asinine, right? We've talked about this yeah. before. People don't turn their phone overs that often. Phones over that often. Phone overs. Phone overs. Turnovers. <laughs> mm, delicious phone <laughs> Popovers. overs. Turnovers. Mm. You know, they don't they don't buy new phones that often. And also I think yeah, I think about this like a lot of things like media. We talked about this, I think, a little bit with like TV stuff, right? Where where companies buy like two or three seasons of something and then they like cancel it. And yeah. sometimes it's like, well, we just don't you don't know, right? Immediately whether or mm-hmm. not something's successful. So yeah, why be, and, and I would yeah. be because I don't. I mean, short sighted. I've heard varying rumors about whether or not to be an SE this year. Um, I don't think so. Um, Ming Chi Kuo came out this week, I think, and said there wouldn't be another one until 2022, which makes more sense to me. And um, and then there's also been a rumor about whether or not there's going to be a plus oh. SE. I don't think there's going to be a plus. No, SE. I don't think so. Either. I think the SE should be like should be every two years. And I would think that if there is no SE this year, then a, a mini would do better in the fall. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, so the, the we'll other see. the other rumor I saw about the 13 was the discussion about the uh, hole punch display. Yeah, which I don't buy. I uh, what and does I, that mean? I don't really either. So instead of the notch, it would just have like a circle. Oh, I see. But I think the problem is there's too much there's too much shit in the notch to get into a tiny circle. Right. Like there's right. all those other sensors for Face ID. I don't think there's enough. Like there's the you know the earpiece, right? The speaker for the phone too. It's like I don't. I think if anything, the notch might get slowly smaller, which it already has. Yeah. And then maybe eventually the technology will be there to let them do like a smaller pass through. But like, unless you can put the camera beneath the screen, you're never going to get away from it. Or people yeah. stop taking selfies. Which isn't going to happen. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Yeah. I uh, actually, that reminded me of a, a social media question for you. Have, do either of you, have you spent any time at all on TikTok? I have spent probably at least two to three minutes on TikTok. Got it. Okay. I mean, yeah, just like watching stuff that people have linked to on the website. 
not i have not i do not have the app on the store yeah, I, and I, I, not, i've never i've never set up an account i found myself curious because i went out this weekend um for a socially distanced walk with a couple of my cousins and they were mentioning that their teenage daughter had a tiktok get like seventy five thousand views i'm like oh that sounds cool i'd like to see that i literally have no idea how to find it <laughs> i like start i was like googling and all this stuff it's like i and like yes end of the day i could have texted her and just be like hey can i see that tiktok you made but i felt like i felt a little awkward about like you know i was like i don't want to encroach on her space like you know i don't know right. i don't know so i was just like yeah. i resigned myself to being like i will never see this it's fine Seventy-five thousand people right. out there have seen this thing but not me <laughs> nope let it's the weird. kids be dan yeah that's fine that's fine yeah do your stuff fine there uh, it used to be that Snapchat made me feel old, and mm-hmm. I guess it still does. But people talk about it way less than they used to, and now it's definitely TikTok that makes me feel at old. least. I have, at I least, I do think. I mean, I think it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's the thing. so much good content on there, and I would probably, I'm sure, I would enjoy having an account. But I just, it just feels like I don't. Hello, I don't fellow really kids. Trust it that much, and I. It doesn't seem like it's my. Yeah, name, no, so. I'm. I'm with you, John, about the content. Like that's the thing where Snapchat never felt like it was compelling because it's like. It was mainly felt like stuff that wasn't really designed to be shared, whereas TikTok fully realizes like yes. virality is like our business, basically. So right. I, I've been, yeah, there are some incredible ones out there. That one that was making the rounds this week, I think, with the kid getting the haircut. I don't know if you saw that one. Yes, oh, yes. I, that was <laughs> yes, good. I that one with yeah, the, really the good. time travel one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so good. There's a lot of good stuff there. I just, I'm like you. I, I don't think I can even. I, I'm using Twitter as like the filter medium. for for tiktok <laughs> yeah seems wrong i don't know i'll see if i can find that one for the notes oh i can get you the link I have that's the thing yeah it's, it, it is hard to, to find them <laughs> you don't have to go to tiktok i have that link for you so I'll okay you Oof, that's that's a relief do you have uh, the the link of uh, for dan's cousin yeah lex are you our our tiktok kind of are like tiktok not connoisseur uh, uh concierge tiktok concierge if, if so we're screwed yeah we're in, we're in a lot of trouble <laughs>